Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Beyond the Business on News Radio 94.3 WSC. Each Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life now your hosts of beyond the business eric cox and leslie haywood and great saturday morning low country welcome to another edition of beyond the business heard here on 94.3 wsc i'm one of your hosts eric cox with the lovely the talented the only <laughs> leslie haywood thank you so much for sharing your saturday mornings with us and make sure and continue the fun beyond saturday mornings and check us out on facebook beyond the business or talk to me on Twitter at BTBCHS. Happy, or like we're full on into the foosball, aren't we? Football is full in swing. Here we are in early September, rocking and rolling. And by the way, I just gave you a super compliment. And most people would say thank you. You just breeze right through it, didn't you? <laughs> thank you. Talented? <laughs> you get it so many times, yeah. compliments, you just, you know, you're used to them now. Well, see, there was a point when you were going to give me a different adjective every time. And you've kind of just fallen back on the... Well, you know, you know why? <laughs> why? Because you have to be here to get that. You've I know. been, you're gone every other week. So. Hey, I've been, I'm on a roll right now. I'm on a roll. This I've is been the longest here. we've had you in studio, That's probably right. in like, uh, well, since before summer, right? No, summer's over. So, like, I'm back in. Well, thank 100%. you all for being here this morning. And again, if you uh, happen to miss one of our shows here recently. Uh, simply like go to I our did. website, like you did. <laughs> uh, go to our website at coastalwm.com. Simply click on that radio icon and you can pick up not only last week's shows, but all of our shows going back for the last four or five years. You can binge listen like all weekend long. You know, right into football, right? Right. Listen this morning, go into football. It sounds yes. like a pretty good Saturday to me. Love it. Uh, speaking of prior shows, we had yes. Kevin McCourt here last week and the week before, who's the owner of Monster Tree Service of Charleston, a national franchise and uh, certainly gave some pretty unique uh, aspects of his journey. Uh, anyone in particular that stood out for you? Well, I think that there was a couple of points that I didn't, I hadn't really thought of before. It, he made a, a special point to talk about the safety of his franchise and about how that was such a big concern. And I never really thought about it. If, when you're looking at franchises, there's a couple of things that you probably need to look at. And um, just the safety aspect of what he did, he said, was so important. And then also when you're looking for a franchise, the labor market, because he said sometimes it was hard to find people to fill those positions. And so you kind of have to do your due diligence if the franchise route is something that you're looking into. Like, do you have the labor market to fill the positions you know it's great to open a franchise and pop you've got one but then do you have the base of employees in your area yeah i love that and so uh, i'm always the guy i love the backdrop right the early part and uh, his story of traveling basically you know leaving uh new york the subway story i won't (laughs) give it away but uh, (laughs) traveling across country to go to california (laughs) and just how all that turned out yeah pretty incredible and just again a testament to Life is full of twists and turns. Yes. And sometimes we don't always know where we're going, but ultimately we find a great way to get there. So yeah, that was that um, was a great show. Good stuff. So again, if you missed Kevin's uh, show, simply go to our website, coastalwm.com, click on the radio icon, and you can check out his story from last week. And now we're here this week. Yes, Time this to week. Time to tune the got? dial, right? We got a new guest. So What's we're happening? excited. We have uh, AJ um, Franklin in the studio this morning. 
Uh, AJ is the owner and founder of Green Taxi Charleston. You've seen those Everyone taxis rolling it. around town. So, AJ, thanks for being here this morning. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's, I know. Everyone knows the Green Taxi. Everybody knows the Green Taxi. For I sure. thought it was a, a ride program that you got to sit in and drink green tea, but evidently that is not how it works. <laughs> so, the case um, we're going to give you, before we dive into your background, AJ, give us a real quick 20 second commercial on your company, if you don't mind. Uh, Charleston Green Taxi is a hybrid taxi service that leaves everybody thinking green. Uh, but mainly we've just been around uh, Charleston for 11 years providing reliable rides uh, to locals and tourists all in the same flat rate, never surges, and uh, a really good service of uniform drivers well obviously there's a ton of uh things going on in the the riding programs ride share and taxi and all that so we're going to talk a lot about that in 11 years i mean obviously you've been able to sustain a while in that business in charleston so uh, we're excited to get to that story Mm -hmm. but as usual we're going to delay that conversation (laughs) for just a little bit that's right let's go way back let's go way back to where you were born and where you were brought up and what life was like Well, I actually grew up in a really small town outside of Hershey, Pennsylvania, Chocolate Town, USA. Uh, I was an only child. Uh, My dad was self-employed as well. Um, He uh, ran a small paint and wallpaper store uh, for probably 20 years. Um, I decided to uh, come to College of Charleston um, and... Uh, went to school there for business administration. Uh, during school, I worked uh, in the tourism area. Well, if you don't and, mind, I'm going to interrupt you for a minute because you just skipped a whole oh, lot see, of life. we warned you. Right. Okay. You thought we... you were going to get out easy. <laughs> That's right. Let's, let's go back to childhood a minute. Uh, okay. You talked about your dad was a, was an entrepreneur. Correct. Um, was mom working at the time? Uh, yes, she actually, uh, she would come and help uh, in and out. She would work different jobs, uh, but ultimately if uh, dad needed help at the office she, or at the store, she'd be there as well. And I grew up there. I, I was, was going to ask, did you work yeah. in the business? Yeah, yeah I, uh, every day after school, that, there was a pe- I would always try to sneak away to the pizza shop next door because they had <laughs> video games and I would, you know, reach into the dad's cash register and steal a few quarters to play Street Fighter 2 Turbo. <laughs> so but, you uh, were around the the family business from a very young age. Now, how was school for you? Were school you a good was student? Fun. Um, I actually, if we're going to go way back, I, uh, I went to a very interesting elementary school. I went to what's called a lab school. And what that was is it was actually an elementary school on a college campus. Uh, And all the the college was well known for teaching. So um, part of the curriculum for the students was they had to get so many hours of observing. And we probably had a student teacher uh, two, three times a week. Um, it, it was great. I think they should have more of that in this country because if we had trouble with math or anything like that, our teacher would actually just grab one of the college students instead of sitting there observing. They'd come over and help him work this. So it was almost like having free tutors. So Pretty interesting. Yeah, lab school. And were you active as a youngster in sports or anything along those lines? Yeah, um, I got voted most 
dramatic because uh, I was in the theater. Uh, I did uh, a few plays, Guys and Dolls, and different things like that. Um, I I did play a few sports. I was never that great at any of them, but I you know I uh, I tried. So did least. you did you AJ have an awareness enough when you were a kid running around dad's store to think about wow you know dad runs his own business and one day that's what I want to do or were you more about you know the theatrical side and I want to end up being on you know, Broadway in New York? No, I, I always was interested in business. Um, I didn't ever think uh, that I'd end up doing this for eleven years of my life. But you know, working for yourself is a challenge. Um, and I guess I don't want to skip ahead too far in my life, but mainly I saw this opportunity, uh, at that point in time. And actually my dad still, he works there. He actually, the, the roles have flipped. He wow. That cool is that? So it's a family business all in the same. So, so can you think back to maybe something that you picked up along the way, like a quality or a trait in that you saw in your dad at the time that has served you well being an entrepreneur? Like what, what were some of his core values as a teenager maybe that you saw in the family business that made him successful that you kind of carry with you? Might I think about that for a minute, but you know, just being a there was Lowe's and in everything like that, a big box store, but just having that small relationship, direct relationship, we know our clients and our writers now, same as my dad knew everybody knew he was the paint man. So even though they could go to a big box store or something like that, they knew if they came to his store he was going to be able to help them on a personal level i think in the days of uber and everything that same type of service has helped us helped us sustain that we have a direct contact and we know our people when they call in and pick up so so that, going back to your school days um let's Talk about high school for a minute. So you're in high school. I don't know at what point you decided you were going to come south and go to the CFC, but uh, what was the ideal of, you know, here's where I'm in high school, here's what I'm going to do when I get out. What were you thinking at that time? I guess in high school, I was. everybody has sort of their idea of a job or a dream mm-hmm. job. In fact, I took a class that sort of tested what you'd be good at. Right. And veterinarian was one of them. <laughs> My dad said, that's one of the professions where you put the most amount of money in schooling and you get the least out. Everybody complains about their vet bill, but reality of things, they spend a lot of money on schooling. So my dad actually put me to work for a summer with a local veterinarian. Um, got to, it, it's not all working on small puppies and cute and uh, it, it was <laughs> cows and untwisting stomachs and all this. So I quickly decided up oh, that's not for me um you know i so you know when i when i went to school the best thing i could, i was thinking about being a financial advisor doing finance accounting and then it just i'd so, never do that job <laughs> yeah that's right. my least favorite thing in business uh, yes. now is working in quickbooks <laughs> so you know i ended up going uh for business administration 
Gotcha. Gotcha. But you're not. But you didn't really have at the time. You still didn't know what you were going to do. What What year was this? So we can all because there's a lot of us okay. Locals yeah, I actually here. started a business at a young age. I was uh, 24 years old. You so I graduated high school in 2002. 2002, yeah. and then moved to Charleston. Charleston, correct. So how did you get Charleston on the radar? Yeah. Well, we my parents had a place in Myrtle Beach, and we lived down there during the summer times. And the game plan was once I finished high school to move south. Um, so, you know, I, I applied to Clemson, USC, Charleston, got in all of them. Uh, but once I got to College of Charleston and saw the downtown area, how it was a nice city to walk around. Plus, I knew I'd have to work while I was in school, so I wanted to work at one of the fancy... The The whole city just charmed me, so that's why I decided to come to College of Charleston. And what you said you had your first business. What was your first business? You said you, you came down to Charleston. I thought oh, you said Charleston that, Green Taxi was my first business. Oh, my yeah, gosh. This yeah, is yeah, your... Yeah, this yeah, was this you, is my one and You knocked only. it out of the park yeah. right <laughs> off the bat? I wouldn't say out of the park. Well, we did. We the did business extra- is still around eleven it, years yeah, later. Yeah, it really has. I mean, it. It and with the current climate, we're still doing daytime wise better than ever. So. Right. So you oh, mentioned odd and end jobs in college. It sounds like you paid for a lot of your own school and and part of your way through. What were you doing working uh, in college? Uh, college. Uh, I started. I jumped around a couple of the hotels. Uh, started at DoubleTree as a valet. Uh, went to French Quarter, and then ultimately landed at Charleston Place as the uh, doorman, head doorman. Oh, wow. And that's how the whole uh, business came to fruition. I know. I, I, there's, I don't really know where to go from here. <laughs> I want to talk about Green Taxi. That, so those... talk a little bit about the formation of it. So you're working at Charleston Place, you're Correct. a doorman. Yes, and, and... and uh, you know, the recession was going on it was okay. 2008 gas oh, wow. was truly four dollars a gallon back then uh all the car services black cab was around back then um the I english taxis mm-hmm. um and they were all charging 50 dollars to go to the airport so um it, hybrids were also sort of new on the market to get a toyota prius back then you had to put, pay full sticker price and they were actually really hard to get um so but at charleston place it's always the nicest cars rolling through or the newest cars i should say too so we were valeting these priuses and i was like you know there's plenty of luggage room in these and they get 40 50 miles to the gallon maybe i should just buy a few of these cars and take people to the airport for 30 bucks and you know it wasn't rocket science and it wasn't like a magical idea but you know, that's how we started. And, um, you know, as uh, people walked out of the hotel, we'd say, you know, all these cars are $50. And if you'd like to take the cars and the, the Priuses, the small little weird looking hybrid cars, uh, they charge a flat rate of 30 And that's how we sort of got started. So at this beginning point, who were you talking to for advice? Who was who were you bouncing ideas off of? Did you have a business plan? Um, you know, some people are pro business plan, some people aren't, or did you just wing it? We just sort of winged it. To and be when honest. you say we, 
Who were you? Oh, um, me and my dad. You um, and your dad? Yeah, I, I told him that I was like, I, there's a need for transportation in Charleston. You know, back then there was only a few companies and, uh, you know, we I was very micro-focused on just the idea of, well, if I'm loading taxis and shuttles all day, I might as well load my own. So I had a couple friends start for me driving and uh along with my and my dad was actually working at musc at the time uh but so i was still working at charleston place i was just loading my cars that lasted for about a month to six weeks (laughs) um and people saw our wraps on the car which really stuck out and what a great test pilot right to see was this concept going to take off? Would people get in those cars? Would they and you appreciate a cheaper ride and all that type of stuff price wise? And uh, but the, the capital, right? Did right. you have to invest? No, I, I did get a. I got you know a loan on. We started with three cars. I got a, a signature. For, that was the one thing my dad helped me with was right. a signature uh, for the three car loans and started off with a lot of debt and dived right in. Um, it was. You know, we were also, I would like to mention, we were one of the first ones, vinyl wraps weren't, like I see your your vans drive around and they got, uh, they have a, uh, you know, Glenn Beck and everybody's big face on the side for advertising. That really was, that's only been around since around 2008. We were one of the first cars to be. uh, To be wrapped? Yeah, vehicle, uh, around Charleston at least. Yeah, so. Three of your friends were driving for you. Currently, is your dad a partner still? How did that? He never wanted the liability. There was liability <laughs> in that business. So, no, he is, uh, he just. So he, he just helped you with the financing in the beginning by the signature. Correct. And then he, um, you know, he, he does a little bit of everything around the office. He is very traditional of being in the office every day at a certain time and do that type of thing. Uh, you know, nowadays with technology, that's not necessarily true, but we'll get into that whole thing later. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, we've gone through this story and I feel like we've missed something along the way, right? Like you you grew up working your dad's business and then you came down in the South. You went to college at Charleston, didn't really know what you're going to do, took general business, right? Business administration, which by the way, I did as well at the college. Um and but, but there are moments along your life when you look back from that point to maybe was the business started before or after you graduated? Uh, a few years after I graduated. Okay. Two so years. Yeah. When, you, when you're coming through doing all that and you look back over your life before you started the business, were there moments in your life, AJ, that you look back to that you think, hey, those were instrumental in kind of getting to me where I am today or helping me make the decisions I made to start my own business? Because it seemed like it was just a, a smooth track all the way through, but usually that's not how it works. Yeah, nothing's a smooth track. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 I would say that, you know, just being around my dad and coming up in a small town, seeing, so he was around other small business owners. It was just what we did, you know, and, and what I knew. Um, and I, I've always been ambitious and wanted to start something, and that was my magical idea. <laughs> so. Sorry to make it seem like I know this is the easiest. I know, yeah. yeah. We're we're, we're waiting for the. I know know, everyone can start a business. The the problems you've been through (laughs) and the adversity (laughs) and getting it going, but and a lot of times, you know, when people are starting a business, if they're leaving a company or they're young, like you were, you know, just out of college a few years, here's all the concerns and the worries and 
the what ifs. And it doesn't sound like you really contemplate a lot of that. It was just like, hey, I've been around entrepreneurship my whole life. My dad did it. I'm just going to go do this. I know. And at the time, and I, uh, you know, you didn't have wife and kids because we've had some stories, you know, where people and you actually got to keep your you kept your job when you started this other job. Right. I mean, Correct. You were working. Yeah, yeah. I worked. Know, uh, and and what that a was great safety it, net. that was the one thing. Um, it was very micro focused. It was like a way to make a few extra dollars by, you know, I would get a five dollar tip for loading a taxi, and then I'd make uh, a little bit of money on the back end after paying the driver for that taxi being mine. So at that um, time, did you have visions of what green taxi could be? Could you see this 11 years no, later? No, no. You weren't just, even thinking that far ahead. No, it was just a way to make a few extra bucks. Um, and again, then locals started calling us. And, uh, you know, some shout outs. Uh, Steve Bivens, he had worked for Black Cab for uh, six to seven years. And uh, he really helped me market it. He was one of my, my roommate and my friend back then. So he was looking for a full-time job. So he... He really, really helped the promotion of it. And I remember um, July 4th weekend, it was, it, that's the weekend where we got clobbered to the point, like we were like, this thing is huge. The locals know about us. Our phone was blowing up. We were getting close to a thousand phone calls a night um, on cell phones, just forwarded as a call chain. And I was like, okay, it's time for dispatch. We got to actually formulate this whole thing. And, uh, yeah, we, I sort of, there was no technology or, or programs, which we can get into later about. Now there's simple software to start it and it's plug and chug. But back then we had to use weird things like Google Latitude and push to talk on cell phones like walkie talkies and, it was, it was, God, it's it hard was to challenge. remember those days. Yeah. Yeah. The next in phones, right? Had the button, you just yeah. pushed it and could yeah. communicate with each yes. other. And- yes. Looking back at those early days, now that you're 11 years in, is there any advice? What would you give that? What advice would you give to that brand new entrepreneur with three Priuses? <laughs> I would, I would give the advice like you, like you asked earlier. Um, you know, I didn't have the family or the kids or anything to worry about, but you do have to just be careful with yourself and don't over exter- in, in the taxi business, it's worse than the restaurant business. You know, we would, our first run going to the airport was at four in the morning and the last person going home from the bar was at three in the morning. And so I would live and sleep and breathe my business and for 24 hours a day. Right. And I, I missed out on a lot of things in my, in my twenties, um, you know, relationships suffered, just all sorts of stuff. So my advice to anyone starting that, I mean, it's great to make a ton and ton of money and keep on going, but you do have to just be careful and not over, work yourself, especially if it's a business with really, really long hours. I mean, as an entrepreneur, you have to work hard, but you have to be careful with your balance. That's the one thing that I look back and and wish I would have. Maybe you did differently. Yeah. 
Exactly. That's a good point. Like our tree cutting guy, you know, good old Kevin. He's not up at 3 a.m. like at the bars waiting to cut down a tree. So, yeah. We hope not. No. <laughs> that no. would not be good news, right? No. So uh, in our um, little bit of remaining time, if you look back, AJ, at your time at the College of Charleston, going through business administration, was there anything from that experience, uh, whether it was the, you know the studies of it or just somebody you met or an experience you had along the way at the, at the college that you felt like helped you mentally prepare for opening up a, a, your own entrepreneurship situation? Yeah. Um, we, you know, I, I, I enjoyed College of Charleston. It was great to have, they had some adjunct professors that would come in. Charleston's such a great place. So, you know, retired successful people, Marty Markowitz was one of them. He was uh, a former CEO of AOL, which, that's another one that's a dinosaur. Uh, but, uh, you know, th- just the advice of certain professors, um, he, he taught business and, um, I forget which. but either way, I mean, a lot of my professors, uh, really at the college of Charleston did do a good job teaching us just the roundabouts of how to run business and gave me the, the knowledge uh, to be able to sort of just dive in this thing and figure it out myself. If well, decision anything, science was a great class, working with Excel. Well, certainly yeah. something yeah. that they taught you yeah. stuck because exactly. you've said 11 years in a competitive marketplace. Here you are, and uh, believe it or not, uh, here we are about to run out of time again. I know. So, oh, my uh, gosh. It goes by fast, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was so it. AJ Franklin, again, uh, founder and owner of Green Taxi here in Charleston. Thank you for your story today. And uh, we'll look forward to having you back uh, next Saturday to kind of hear the progression of Green Taxi and where you guys are today and your plans for the future. Awesome. And make sure and follow us. Follow us on Facebook at Beyond the Business and also on Twitter at BTBCHS. And if you need to go back or like to hear more stories of entrepreneurship and leadership from the Lowcountry, simply go to our website at CoastalWM.com. Click on the radio icon and you'll be able to enjoy all stories uh, over the last five years from our show Beyond the Business. And until next Saturday morning, Lowcountry. Have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business on News Radio 943 WSC. Tune in next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock for Beyond the Business, hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood, and heard exclusively on News Radio 943 WSC.